students, welcome to Safe Space. My name is Christine. I'm an A-level student and content creator. And I'm Kelly, a landscape designer in Singapore. This podcast is a space for real conversations about our struggles and adulting as we sisters navigate life together. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed this one. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> we always say that we should not say that anymore. Yeah, but things just like, happen. This this break was kind of <laughs> yeah, this break was just really unplanned. I mean, what happened? Ah, uh? the first week you had sore throat, right? Yeah. The because that was after I came back Kelly from was KL. having a sore throat. Yeah, you were having sore throat, so you obviously couldn't talk. Mm. So we were like, okay, let's move it to next week. Then the next week, I was. I think I was quite like overwhelmed with tests because I I am in sem two now of A levels and I was having like my first round of class tests and I d- I just came back from I don't know I don't know what I was doing but I, I was a bit short on time in terms of revising so I was like okay Cal I really can't do it this week then Kelly was like okay understand then <laughs> the week after that yeah the week after that I fell sick again I think it was on a Wednesday night I had a uh, fever then we were supposed to record on Thursday so on Thursday I also wasn't yes. feeling well mm-hmm. and I think you were still up to do it right then after that last minute you were like I think better not yeah and because throughout that day afternoon was fine but at night my fever came back and I felt even worse headache nausea it was not a fun time I feel like this is the sickest I've ever been and these two sick times I had like a sore throat and last week's mm-hmm. sickness was oh, it was like insane it was crazy yeah I mean the, the first time when you got sore throat we were like oh is it COVID but it wasn't it was just what happened now ah? actually actually I don't understand you had a sore throat but it took you really long to recover like you did not recover yeah um so obviously nowadays whenever you have a sore throat people would suspect it's covid yeah that's the first thing that we are always cautious and wary about so when i got the sore throat it just was very persistent Mm. Mm, i did not have any okay I, i did have flu like like sinus um yeah and my throat was just like a mess sometimes it hurts sometimes it doesn't hurt but whenever i swallowed my own saliva it hurt quite a bit and my voice was really like i woke up to hearing a new voice <laughs> hearing a new tone of my voice every day <laughs> at some point i thought it was pretty wow. funny so i would just record <laughs> voice messages and send it to my friends oh my God. but did it hurt to talk did it ever hurt to talk i don't recall it hurt okay. it was just very inconvenient because whenever i talk too much i i would have to like cough or like i feel a lot of phlegm in my mouth but whenever i cough it out it doesn't come out like i can't spit it out it's, that is so annoying it's like the yeah. feeling of like you know the feeling of like itchiness in your throat but you can't scratch yeah, that is also yeah. so annoying oh my yeah gosh. so i had that feeling as well i think it, it lasted for pretty long like even the week after that it, it was super super persistent and after three days my ART has always been negative yeah the third fourth day like it was just like a flu yeah sorry because there was a flu ART is it ART some people in Malaysia might not know what it means oh it means antigen rapid test Uh, it's just a test a nasal test for Mm. COVID yeah so in Malaysia it's called RTK rapid test kit I think yeah we call it RTK. That's why I'm like, oh, some people uh, might not know. Yeah. But mm, anyway, the COVID test. Yes. So, yeah, I really thought that it finally, like, 
I got COVID after like so long. <laughs> yeah, you still haven't gotten it. Yeah. Did you? Do you want to get it? Actually, I mean, yeah. Okay, you think? Yeah. <laughs> actually, COVID I think would be a lot easier. I mean, sometimes I feel like just get it and get get it over with. Like ah. everyone is, is, yeah, get it over with. Mm. But I would like to think that I'm immune. Oh, to COVID. I mean, yeah, because you took the shots. You took the shots already. Yeah, the shots as in the. Vaccination Boosted, yeah, vaccination and shots and Actually, right If you get the vaccination already How come so many people are still getting COVID? Because recently there has been just like another surge of cases Is it because of like the new variant? Mm-hmm. Like, people in my campus Probably. are like getting COVID left and right And I actually started feeling a bit uncomfortable in my throat Like an hour ago I hope it's not Because this will be the second time But like, I really hope not Because it, it's just like super inconvenient at this point Honestly, I don't want to fall sick anymore Like this you're like enough do you want to tell them what happened to you in detail i want to know also because i feel like i don't really know update me mm. update our listeners throughout the process i also did kind of note down things that had happened at different time stamps oh. because i realized that it's very important for doctors to know what happened okay okay yeah that's that's true for today's topic since it's really timely we actually decided to talk about sickness <laughs> Or like just our experiences being sick. Mainly about my story of being hospitalized. Wow, wow. The reason why I'll be sharing in a bit. But it was pretty interesting experience. <laughs> but painful. But I think also because maybe like the way that we grew up. Like how we dealt with mm-hmm. sickness as well. Or what we did when we were sick. What did we eat? Or what did we do? Yeah, because I feel like our family has an interesting way of dealing with being sick. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure different families have different rituals and different beliefs of like medicine, health and stuff like that. So, for mine, story time, the most recent sickness, or the most recent time that I fell sick was actually, it started on Wednesday evening last week. So, I hear a few of my colleagues have been getting COVID. During the week, there was really five people in our office that got COVID. But, you know, so many people, even in Singapore, left, right, has been getting mm-hmm. COVID. So, it's like, oh, like, sure, like, if, if it's my turn, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, I told my parents, I'm not feeling well I'm having a fever maybe COVID yeah. and I also said that my body aches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quite bad especially my legs so I thought that the body ache came from doing mm-hmm. sports during the weekend so I was like uh, like the body aches is like whatever then the next day like Thursday I took ART again and it was negative my fever went down but my body still aches like the whole time my body aches whenever I walk the soles of my feet just hurts really? I felt so weak like my joints like my knees or like my thighs like it just felt so solid even when I was sitting on my chair like it felt super uncomfortable there was this like tingling sensation mm. but also like um like a very uncomfortable comfortable like whenever I sat whenever I like lie down like I could only lie down like a lock if I try to hug my bolster which is a body pillow it like hurts so much Well, I can't, I can't imagine like being in that state though sorry am I supposed to interrupt oh. I mean you okay. can like give some comments here yeah. and there I mean, okay, because this is the first time I'm hearing Kelly's story, like, super in-depth. Like, her about her sickness and everything. Obviously, I don't know much because, you know, she's all the way in Singapore and I'm here in Malaysia. I can't imagine that, though. Like, being constantly uncomfortable, no matter in, like, what position. You sit down with mm-hmm. so pain, you lie down with so pain. That's, like, suffering. 
<laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> yeah. And, and so actually, this body sauce started on like Monday and like Tuesday because it was like the weekend I did sports like So you kind of ignored it lah. You were like, friends, oh, oh, well. And like, you know, like my body is weak after like coming back from holiday, mm. being sick. Then like I haven't to like exercise. So I just tahan, just pull through yeah. with the pain. Thursday, I was actually working from home. But I was really also having like a headache. But I really wanted to work because I had some stuff I needed to do. Then I... In like 11, I really couldn't take it anymore. Then I just tell, my, tell myself, my friends even like scolded me. I like, just take MV. Go <laughs> <laughs> to see a doctor. Do you know what telemedicine is? No. It's like you consult a doctor huh? online. There's such thing? So there's an app for it. And there's also like my company insurance. There's a, there's also like telemedicine incorporated oh, into the app. Is this like a Singaporean thing? I've never heard of it in Malaysia. I think it's uh, a thing that came with... COVID ah, as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes some people they are too sick, you know. Mm, mm. And you can just tell like the doctor how you feel, your symptoms, and then they will medicate you okay. accordingly. So when I went to see the doctor on Thursday, I told him like you know my fever it just comes and goes. Uh, my body aches. It hurts when I walk. What pain is kind of like bearable at that point. Headaches, like feeling nausea and like slight feeling of vomiting, but no vomiting. Okay. So the doctor, he was really nice. He, he really explained things really well. And he broke down like, the different symptoms of different viruses like COVID or dengue. That was the two Yeah, yeah, that um, was the two possibilities. Us, yeah. Sorry, so you actually went to see a doctor. Like, you didn't do the tele-doctor thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because of my body aches, I felt like if the doctor wanted to kind of like feel or yeah, like yeah, yeah. know like what mm. which part of my body actually hurts and like analyze, I thought it would be better to do And it you went alone, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So also the thing about living in a country by yourself with your brother far away and your parents away, I think just taking care of yourself is when you're sick is really a big hassle. But like nobody else will do it for you unless you ask, but at the same time like I don't want to be a burden. Uh, burden to okay. other people I mean that is my mindset lah which is quite bad yeah so I mean for certain things okay but not for this kind of thing I mean yeah okay yeah but anyway we'll get to that in the conclusion <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so the doctor just told me to rest and sleep he gave me medication for like nausea uh, and like Panadol like Every time I'm sick, doctors always prescribe Panadol mm-hmm. for like headaches or fever. So he also gave me cough and flu medicine just in case it's a, it becomes okay. like COVID. And he also explained that if it was dengue, my fever would be higher and more persistent. So he told me to just monitor. Okay. Yeah, and if I get COVID, like to come back and register officially and okay. blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so from there, he gave me five days. Wow, MC. wow. Hey, actually, that's quite a lot, eh? For like your your symptoms, I feel like wasn't. Because for for COVID, I mean it was quite bad, and also because it was Thursday, then Friday. So Thursday, Friday, MC began. Monday was a public okay. holiday. Yeah. So it's like I'm only taking two days off work. So it seems like quite okay. okay la. So at that point, do you think what he said made sense to you? Like, okay, this could be COVID. This could be dengue. Or do you think like I don't think so. Man. Mm. Maybe it's something else. This doesn't feel right. Like, what were you feeling at the time? I was thinking like, okay, like, my mind was, it's COVID. Uh-huh, yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, like, it makes sense, you know, just, just sleep and just rest. Because I feel like in our family, sleep is always, like, number one. Like, if, if you're sick, make sure you sleep and rest. Because your body fight. will yeah, yeah. Your body fight will fight the, on its own. 
So like, yeah. So what you need to do is just make sure that you drink water, sleep, you eat good food like yeah, soups yeah. and stuff like that. Like naturally, your body will. Yeah, fight. like eventually you get better, lah. You just have to hold on, rest. Yeah, like pull through yeah. the pain. So yeah, so that was Thursday, and like after I saw a doctor, I went home. It got better. I could buy like food. I could also eat ABC soup. At the point of time, like I didn't really have much of an appetite as well. But I kind of knew like if I don't eat, my body will be very yeah. weak. So I always try to just like force myself to eat things. Yeah. But then I didn't have dinner, and throughout the night, like my body just I couldn't sleep properly. Like yeah. wherever I turn, like it Ayoh, really hurts. That's like terrible. Yeah. So you, you actually then like you couldn't rest. Like you literally like physically could not rest. Mm. And I was also quite cautious of eating Panadol because in my mind it was like if I keep eating Panadol to help me cope with the pain, my body will get used to Panadol or like I, my body is not like strong. Is that backed up by know? facts or is that I mean is that actually what happens? I think it's just a like, mental thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, so. Later, when I talked to the doctor in the hospital, she said that Panadol is okay. Like, even babies take Panadol. Mm. Then I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Well, babies <laughs> take even Panadol. Even what the doctor said on Thursday, yeah, what the doctor said on Thursday really, like, stuck with me is that medication is just to help you cope with the symptoms, but it does not make the symptoms go away. Wow. That is true. Another thing I, I like, thought, oh. yeah, I mean, another thing I thought about Panadol is, like, if you take Panadol and your headache goes away, you feel like you are okay, but you might actually still be sick. Like, you just don't feel it. I mean, mm. that's the thing about painkillers or so, ma, right? Like, you take it to cope with the pain, but the pain is still there. That means your body is actually still not, like, recovered yet. So I feel like it can be a false indication of your recovery. Mm. And yeah, in this case, I think all your symptoms, like, really help to point to, like, what the problem actually was. That's what I think, lah, about taking Panadol mm. or, like, yeah. Yeah, so that's why like on Thursday when the afternoon I felt fine. Then at night it's like maybe probably it just wore wore off. You know, like the medication just wore off and I just felt worse again. Yeah, so on Friday this is where the fun begins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh the pain. buckle up kids, buckle up. I drank some enzymes that I got from Malaysia. Like my normal routine that I've been doing for like almost a month. Then I ate my um medication and I lied down to like rest but I made the mistake of lying down too soon because I think after I like woke up from like a short like 30 minute nap I like went to the toilet to vomit oh, and like everything came out the enzyme the medication like, it just all came wow. out and that was the first time you vomited lah because before that you felt like vomiting yeah oh. yeah the day before I felt I felt very nauseous and wanted to vomit and on Friday I started vomiting okay okay and I also still felt super nauseous so all this time like my symptoms are all still the same except my fever keep keep going up and down yeah okay but at this point I had no fever already so I was like why am I not having fever and I'm like vomiting it's kind of weird because COVID symptoms are normally sore throat, flu, yeah, yeah. fever. There's no vomiting involved for most cases. So in my mind, it was still like, okay, it might be COVID, but probably a different variant because I also had body sores. Okay, okay. 
So then it sounded more like dengue now. <laughs> okay. Actually, I thought if people get dengue, they get like yellow skin. I don't know where. Is that true? Or is that another sickness I'm thinking of? It, it's not yellow skin, but it's like rashes. Or like discoloured skin or something. Discoloured skin, I'm not Okay, so I, I don't know sure. lah. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just skin rashes. It's not... Um, not discoloration. Okay. So then what happened after that? After all the vomiting? So after I vomiting, like, you know, when you vomit, you're supposed to take in liquids because you, you vomit out yeah, the, yeah. the liquid and whatever you ate, you're supposed to make sure that you don't dehydrate. So I tried drinking water. So I slowly, like, drink water. Two hours later, I vomited out all the water. Ayoh. And I also tried taking Panadol, but I vomited everything out again. Then it was lunchtime. So I was like, okay, like, I need to eat because I feel so weak. So my landlord, she actually cooked. Um, some porridge yeah. for me yeah so like porridge and with like sweet potato and carrot I'll just eat a little bit so I eat like one tablespoon of porridge in bites like mm. <laughs> like in wow. sips so after that I try sleeping maybe like an hour or two later I woke up and I vomited out whatever wow. little I ate yeah. then again in the evening Oh, I drank something. Uh, like 100 yeah, plus. Yeah. Eh, no. No, I didn't no, drink 100, 100 plus. plus. I, okay. I didn't drink 100 plus yet. Oh, I, I ate my nausea <laughs> and vomiting okay. medicine. Because that's what the doctor gave me the day before. So I ate it, then I vomited okay, it out. So, so like, nothing was working. I felt super weak. So I called yeah. my brother. And because our brother <laughs> yeah, is a yeah, nursing student, <laughs> final year nursing student. <laughs> so wow, like great time. Yeah, great like, time. Can practice um, taking care of me. He came and it was actually very far for him to come to my place because he just ended class. Uh, so okay, I told okay. him everything like, what was happening. And he like really yeah, very grateful. Like, like he came down all the way to make sure that I was okay. Because like never ever have I called him when I was sick. Uh previous times. When he was here in uh, Singapore. But you never you never sick until this. This time point. I really couldn't yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah, like, it wasn't so bad. Huh? It wasn't so bad? It sounds pretty bad, Cal. You're talking about this, is it? No, uh, I mean, like, the previous times. Yeah, times. previous times, yeah. But this is really bad. Whenever I got sick, it's just, like, super minor yeah. stuff. Like, after one, two days, it just goes away. But yeah, this was super bad. So I like called <laughs> yeah, for help. Yeah, thank goodness. So when he came, came and we went to the doctor together. Because I was worried that like, what if I was walking and I felt like vomiting and if I vomit I felt super weak. Yeah. So we went to the doctor together, waited quite a while and when we saw uh, the doctor, we went back to the same clinic I went the day before but the doctor that I saw wasn't oh no. in. Okay. So we saw another doctor but he was also, I guess it's pretty good. So I told him everything that had okay, happened yeah. and he asked me different questions like what are the symptoms? So we went through everything, I told him everything and he asked me to lie down. Yeah. But also the worst thing of all is that throughout like this sickness, I was also having my period. Are you serious? So I was just like, uh, I'm sick, I'm like bleeding. Oh my gosh. I, okay, I did not know <laughs> like, that. Like I'm low on everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't say these things. Yeah, okay, so he asked me to lie down and he started pressing my stomach at different points. And I got so shocked, like it hurt quite badly. Like, my, my upper stomach and my lower, like, abdominal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Abdominal. But... So then he was, like, Wait, uh, but you didn't worried. feel this pain... You didn't feel this pain on your own. 
No. So only if you press, then only you feel pain. Yeah. Okay. It was like a very sharp pain. Mm. But he was also quite pressing quite hard. Okay, yeah. So, but it was effective. Lah. Like, I actually felt like a sharp pain other than his pressing. Okay. So after that, I told him, like, you know, this morning my vomit was black. Then he was like, like oh my god, what? What? Is, what? Oh, oh no, because... But it was black yeah, because... Because in the enzyme, the enzyme, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. chlorophyll as well. Okay. So I had to clarify that. But at a certain point, sometimes it wasn't, like, it It just didn't feel right okay, as well. Yeah. But he was really, like, um, surprised and he also pressed my stomach. And I didn't know it would hurt and it hurt. Then he suddenly said, like, okay, I need you to go to the ER, which is an emergency room in the hospital, to get, like, a blood test done. Okay. Then I was like, oh, okay, like, why? Why do I need to get blood test done? Then he said like, he didn't say why, but he just said like, you just need to do it and they have the equipment there to do it for you. Okay. Yeah, maybe he didn't... So I was like, okay. Then he asked me to go out. Uh, hmm? No, I mean like, maybe he didn't want to scare you. So wait, so then he asked me to, he asked me to wait outside. So I went outside. Then he left the clinic to go somewhere else. I don't know where. Then he came back. Then he when he came what? back, he looked at me and said, come back to my room. I was like, huh? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, then he just sat, then I just sat down. When he you were just clarifying things again, I said, like, yes, like that's, that's, that, okay, that's what okay. happened. That's my symptoms and stuff. And I said, okay, like I'll write you a letter now. Just wait outside. Then I said, okay. So nothing else that you prescribed me to do. Then he was like, yeah, I'll just go to the emergency room. Okay. I was like, okay, now it's a bit yeah, worried. No. So, like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I just thought I was going to get COVID again. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so scary. Was Shishen cool? He was like, okay, you know. Yeah, like, he was just nice. Okay, okay. He just, like, accompanied me along. Okay. Yeah, so we went and rushed to the hospital through A&E. And at that point of time, I was also having a fever. Oh, wait, wait, what's A&E? Uh, accident and emergency. So is it the, is that the ER or what? Oh, accident and emergency is the ambulance. ER and AE oh, is the okay. same thing. Okay. Accident and emergency is a department in a hospital. ER is also just emergency room. Oh, okay. So yeah, we had to do registration and cause at the point... I was having, at the point of time, it's the highest fever I've had. It was like 38.4. Oh, that's pretty high. Previously, my fever was like 38. Okay. Yeah. And because I had a fever and I had some COVID symptoms, they actually put me outside, like in the isolation area. Oh, okay. So, Shishen wasn't with Where you. all the other COVID patients might be. Yeah. So, from at that point, me and my brother had to be separated. Oh. Because they, there's no like other There's no You can't have anybody else Accompany you Yeah okay. So at that point When I registered When I was waiting And I only saw a doctor Around like 10pm So I'll just skip through The whole waiting process When I saw a doctor She put like a needle Through my arm My, my like wrist mm. My the, uh, the veins are Is it veins or like blood vessels? the opposite side Of your palm The back of your hand The no, back no, of your like hand your, la, The back of your palm. hand This is your The back of your hand oh. <laughs> literally what it is <laughs> <laughs> so she she poked the needle into the back of my my hand and she drew my blood and actually that needle thing so where you receive like IV drips okay. and like medication yeah. as well like basically like just straight into your body lah. yeah they did a blood test and the doctor like pressed my limbs and stuff like that like yeah to, to make sure that all my limbs are functioning you know mm. They also did a urine test and the doctor also pressed on my stomach. So GP is a general practitioner at the clinic. Okay, yeah. So the GP 
gave a referral letter saying that I also had lower abdominal pain. That's why your doctor mm-hmm. also pressed my stomach to check. So when she pressed, at certain points like, it doesn't hurt, but at certain points it hurts more. So she was also quite concerned, but she just asked me to like wait for the blood test result. Okay. So I was like waiting, waiting, probably until 12. That's when I got my medication. At that point of time, my fever, I felt like my fever went down. So, and I felt a bit better. I just waiting, I just felt better okay. already. Keep in mind that I was also in the isolation area where there were COVID positive patients at the other like end. <sighs> like, that's pretty dangerous. So, I was... Yeah, so at this point, I feel like I might be immune to COVID. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. just saying... At, at this point, probably. So, I was feeling a bit uncomfortable uh, because there are literally COVID patients right there and I don't have COVID yeah, and yeah. I'm sick. My immune Ayo. system is probably down. So, I just felt like I wanted yeah. to go home and rest. But I'm not sure what to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, should I wait? Should I like ask a nurse or a doctor? Because it all looks so busy. If you've been to A&E, it's like so like everyone is in pain. Everyone yeah, yeah. needs attention. And it's like 11.30pm. But really when I sat there and looked around, it, it felt kind of peaceful. The <laughs> weather was serious? nice. And like, I was thinking, wow. <laughs> the hospital, like, people uh, don't sleep. Like, the hospital, like, never sleeps. If you sleep, oh, someone could die, yeah, okay. you know. But that's why hospital life is quite tough and they always see a lot of people yeah okay so that's wait what I, I mean I realized. i'm just thinking that what is going through your mind at this point were you just distracted by the pain or like what were you doing at that point i wasn't feeling much pain okay i was just oh what am i mm, waiting okay. for like what is wrong mm. with my body give me the diagnosis so i know what okay. to do but yeah other than that i was just chilling okay sure <laughs> Yeah, and also, okay, at that point of time, I was thinking, like, like my mom was saying, like, do you need anything? Don't need to be embarrassed, like, pie say. Uh, yeah. Like, trouble other people to let them know what I need. Then I'm like, um, I, just, I'm, I don't need anything. I'm just tired. I just want to yeah. sleep, you know? I just want to rest. I was just sitting on a plastic chair throughout the whole night. I think parents always want their kids to be comfortable or, like, make sure that they can rest yeah. and they, because they're mm. sick, you know? So my mom kind of pushed me to be more aggressive to ask for like a bed to see where I can lie down to like wait. Yeah. But in my mind, it was I think... like, I, I'm feeling quite okay. Just yeah, tired okay. and there are, maybe there are other people who need the beds more. Yeah. True. So that was like 11.30 until like 12 o'clock. So at 12 o'clock, I actually, during that time, I was kind of restless already because I wasn't sure what I was waiting for. Do I ever need to be here? Do I ever need to stay here? So I actually went to approach a nurse and asked like him to like, oh, like, actually, I'm not sure what I'm waiting for. Can you check for me? Like, is blood test yeah, results okay. out? I feel like my fever actually went down. Then he was very, he was nice. Like, I mean, nurses are generally helpful. Mm-hmm. And also like, what I realised was A&E doctors are always in a rush I think to patients so sometimes you just need to talk to the nurse to let them know that you don't know what's going on yeah and also as a patient you should know like you have I feel like you have the right to know like what to what you're waiting for and like what's going to happen next yeah. so I just asked so I just went ahead and asked so he checked and he said that oh yeah actually my blood test results are out they just needed the doctor to read all the results and like give a prescription so I just went and sat down again and waited so at 12.30 I finally got my medication given to me by a nurse and I also asked her like nicely oh like I'm actually feeling very tired can I lie down I said a bit then she told me like she would get me a bit so I was like yes lah like, I can <laughs> finally like lie down <laughs> 
And also, at that point of time, I could drink a bit of 100 plus already. But I was also feeling mm. very dehydrated. And so, I haven't eaten yeah. anything the whole day. Yeah. So, that is my <laughs> current state. Pretty pitiful. But I mean, if you look around at the AE, then you will be like, Oh, actually, you are quite... You are not so serious, right? But also hard to say because I'm not sure what's wrong with me. I'm also not sure what... I don't know what's wrong with the other person. True lah, okay. So, it's... I mean, the doctors will have to evaluate lah. Yeah, okay. So after that, what did the doctor tell you? So when I got the bed, I got an IV drip as well after I got my medication. So they gave me medication like painkillers. They gave me medication for my gastric. Yeah, but that's basically it. Panadol, painkiller. And then they gave me like IV drip for the fluids mm. that I lost. When I talked to the doctor, she actually told me that my blood test is normal. So then I was like, huh? Like, what do you mean? The the blood test, they were trying to test to see if it's a bacterial infection or a viral okay. infection or a dengue. So when she said my blood test is normal, I was like, huh? Like, what do you mean normal? Like, then why am I feeling yeah, like yeah. this? In my mind, I didn't say it out loud. Then she told me it, it's like there is some virus in my blood. Yeah, so they, they said that's how they knew to prescribe me with like Panadol because for virus infections, you only try to medicate the mm. symptoms. But for bacterial infection, you can give yeah, antibiotics yeah. to kill the bacteria. Then the doctor kept saying like there's like uh, so many different kinds of viruses in the world. COVID is just one of them. Dengue is another, but there's so many yeah. other kinds of virus. So in order to kind of test what virus it is, it requires more like specific yeah, tests. Yeah. You know, like COVID, they are testing for the COVID um, virus. So that's when I was like, oh, like, okay, this, that's interesting. It's COVID period, but I'm getting mm, everything mm, mm, else mm. other than COVID. <laughs> so I okay. And regarding my stomach pain, she just gave me like gastric medication and like painkillers. My headache is always still there and it kind of like yeah. sucked. So then what happened after that? After like that, like around 1am, I was feeling much better, no pain. Headache also kind of subsided due to the Panadol. So at like 2 o'clock, I told her like, yeah, like she, the doctor actually told me to be like, to be admitted to the hospital so they could monitor me for like one yeah. or two days. But at that point of time, I felt really okay already. Like, there's no point to be hospitalized. Yeah, I mean, like, your, your blood test normal. So I you just... You're feeling better. Yeah, so you're like, okay. Yeah. And if it's a viral infection, she just said that it will... Like, you just yeah. need to rest. Then she told me that, you know, if you can't rest at home, then you should come back. Because I asked her, like, oh, what happens if it gets worse? Or, like, what happens if... Or, like, at what point do I need yeah. to be hospitalized? So, yeah, then she said, like, when I can't rest, when I feel like I can't do anything. Uh, because I also told her that I'm, like, Malaysian and I'm staying with another family. So, it would kind of be, like, an inconvenience for them to have to take care of me. Hospitalization, in my mind, was, like, it's a good option because I don't need to worry about taking care of myself. Mm, yeah, Because yeah. the doctors and the nurses would take care of me sound like a good thing lah but because at the point I was feeling okay I just wanted to go home mm. so at 2.30am <laughs> I'm finally out of and uh, uh, that's not all <laughs> should that just be a part 2 <laughs> or should we just, just continue, continue you haven't even said like what you got yet mm. you know but anyway yeah just go on lah. it's fine Cal yeah okay so after I got out of the ER I went home rested and actually Saturday morning I had high fever like higher than normal and everything still hurts like my body still hurt my palms and feet also hurts and pressed i can kind of consume like a bit of soya bean 
and my eyes like really hurt like I had a headache at the back of my eyes when I stare at light or like my, my phone for like too long like th- more than 30 minutes it starts to hurt already yeah I heard about that so okay like I took my medication then I could sleep my fever kept going up and down throughout the day and at night I actually got cold shivers so I like turned off the fan wore like layers and slept when I woke up I was sweating and also I was having quite bad um stomach pains so I tried to sleep when I woke up again like like an hour later because I wanted to go to the toilet because I felt like vomiting mm. again so it's like, I was in my head I was like oh no it's happening again like the same thing and when I went to the toilet and whenever I felt like vomiting like four times nothing came out and the fourth time I felt like super weak because, you know, when you vomit, like, it takes out a lot of energy to, like, throw yeah, up. Yeah. And at that point in time, I really felt, like, crying as well. Wait, so, wait, you haven't cried up until this point? No. Wow, okay. That's, I probably would have, like, cried very early on, but okay, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so I was just in pain. And I, I, my vision kind of became very, like, patchy. And it became, like, I felt like something, like, black. And I couldn't see for a while. So I was, like, sitting on the toilet. I went out, I sat on the stool. I, like... I was like so weak I like hold on to like the sink oh my god like what is happening like I just felt super like bad I went to my room and I lied down on the floor and it felt pretty good but I just like <laughs> felt like I couldn't like get up yeah yeah so <laughs> here in my notes I wrote I contemplated life and my pain while on the floor <laughs> I actually called my landlord's son or my housemate like finally like this day, I like called for help because I was in pain and like, I was having gastric and I couldn't really like sleep. So I ate some porridge and drank some 100 plus as well. But because I thought it was gastric, so I thought the food would help fix the problem. But after a few hours, I, I tried sleeping but I couldn't because of the pain. Yeah. The pain persisted. And normally when I have gastric, my stomach will rumble uh. and it will go away. So my stomach throughout the day was really making some weird like noises. <laughs> But I thought, okay, it's just like digesting food. Like, nothing wrong. (sighs) Yeah, a lot of things is all like so so much, so mentally like straining. Mm. So at at the point when I I knew like I couldn't sleep, I was thinking like whether I should go back to A&E because it's disturbing my rest. And I don't feel yeah, good. It is. But then I thought about like the whole process of like waiting, seeing doctor, being admitted. I was just like, okay, I need to tahan the pain. I'll see how I'll feel tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Serious? Are you? You're still thinking? Your vision also cannot see. Oh my gosh! I'm like so. Wow. Okay. Wait. And something I wanted to ask. At this point, your like landlord, they didn't know you were this sick. Uh. No. Why didn't you tell them? Only until I called like Justin. Why did I tell them? I didn't want to bother them. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, continue. My sister was like showing signs of distress. I'm like, bro, like... Yeah, because, I mean to me, because it felt like they are not responsible for me. I am not like their child. I am a guest staying with them. I'm like paying them rent. As much as they want to be like family to me and they have been like super nice and super like giving and like loving and generous, I also don't want to take it like for granted or even like ask them for help. So I think something I've realized about myself throughout being in Singapore is that I have become very independent and reliant on myself that 
I find it a struggle to like ask people for things. Like whenever people ask me for help, I would gladly like give. Yeah. But in terms of me receiving, like I feel like I don't deserve it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also throughout the whole time, I was just thinking about like new costs of like admission, which I shouldn't have needed to worry about lah. But because I wasn't really sure how much my insurance could cover and how much it would cost to be admitted, so that was why I was also worried about being admitted to A and E. And if I was admitted, like what if I had to stay in the hospital for a long period of time? How much would that cost? What I don't have money to pay. For it, yeah. Because my company insurance, most companies is quite just like、mm. minimum like coverage. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all these, especially for someone who's staying on their own, all these thoughts will come into your mind. Like, how much will it cost? Whether then you will like justify, oh, actually I'm not that sick. Oh,、uh, actually I think I can tahan one more night. Yeah. When I was talking to our mom, I was like, "Why for two nights? Like you sounded like you were in a pretty bad state. Like how come you didn't get admitted into the hospital? How come you're still at home up until two a.m.? I think that was. I think I felt that concern for you lah. Are you Are you okay? Like I think you should go、mm. to the hospital because this is pretty serious. But I understand why you didn't go or why it took you so long to go lah. All these concerns about money and things.、Mm. Not wanting to um disturb other people, like feeling like it's okay lah. You can tahan. I mean, this this is just what I was thinking lah the whole time.、Mm. Uh, so when I finally went to A and E, it was also because nobody was at home at that point of time. Because <laughs> everyone in my house was in church, and all my friends were also in church. So I was thinking like, you know, I just I just need to go. Like I just need to stop thinking or thinking so much and worrying about all these things, but put my health my priority yeah, yeah. in a sense. Do what would make me feel better. And I was thinking about how I felt at A and E like the previous、mm. time, and how like after the medication, after the doctor explained things, it made things very clear、um, what is wrong and how they would treat me. That also made me feel a sense of assurance that you know my my like well being is、yeah. in good hands in in the doctor's hands are、uh, basically because they are like professional. Yeah. So I saw the doctor again, and they did another blood test, and she also did press my stomach, and she was also concerned. And it was quite cool because it was cool that she did like a scan on like my stomach. You know when people when、oh, when like ladies gel, like the pregnant, they would、uh, use like the scan、uh, thing with the the gel, yeah, <laughs> on your stomach. So she did that. I said,、like, oh, like this is quite. Cool and so cold and it was kind of it hurts as well when she used that thing because she had to press. So at that point now I realized actually they are they are pressing so hard it's kind of to like <laughs> touch the organs. Yeah, yeah. In a sense,、okay. I don't I don't know. You just you just a normal、mind. person trying to understand the doctor lah.、Huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. In hospital you always have to wait all the time. But during the waiting period, I just like tried to rest, like close my eyes and like sleep. So it was okay lah. And the doctor came back to me saying that they suspect that is appendicitis. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so appendicitis is very serious. It's like a medical emergency. You have to like get your appendix removed because when your appendix your appendix is infected, there's a lot of bacteria. Yeah. So the reason why you're feeling pain is because it's like. Yeah, infected yeah. And, and your appendix can actually explode. Yeah, I, yeah. And when it explodes, the bacteria in it will come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I read about it your, before. Uh, your body basically. Yeah. Then I was like, oh my gosh, like, appendicitis. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> Isn't that the thing that the kindergarten teacher tells us not to jump after eating? <laughs> 
then we will get appendicitis, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? I, I don't, I don't think so. No, that's so. what every adult says. Don't jump after you eat, after that you get appendicitis. You don't, don't remember me? Yeah, it's then they, they said the food in your large intestine, whatever, will fall into the appendix and then it will rot and then bacteria and then... Hey, I remember so clearly, like... Oh. Maybe. Okay, yeah, anyway. Yeah, because, like, my, my blood had high concentration of white blood cells. So, they needed to check what was happening, what kind of infection was happening in my body. So, because it's, like, on my stomach area, I did a CT scan. And it's not appendicitis. Mm, okay, <laughs> oh, no God. surgery neither. Yeah. But it is appendagitis. Oh, my gosh. So, appendagitis is basically infection in the fatty layer of your large intestine or colon so it's not the intestine but it's the outer fatty lining Mm, okay but i mean at this point finally it is diagnosed and also diagnosed correctly yeah i said okay like what's the plan now like what what are you gonna do so the treatment was just like to give me antibiotic and to monitor me and like how it will develop because the doctor also was quite funny she told me you don't have appendicitis but you have appendagitis (laughs) right now i'm also trying to like research on on like google what is appendagitis (laughs) and i was like oh okay cool like and she told me it's it's a rare like infection yeah 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 oh Okay, yeah. And when I was reading up, also while waiting for things, like, it says that pandagitis normally happen to middle-aged obese men. <laughs> but more information is is being discovered about appendagitis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Am I a man? No. Am I obese? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I read that also. Then finally, I was like admitted to hospital because of appendicitis. So, and the doctor, they came up and they told me that the reason why I was admitted also was because they wanted to monitor to see if eating would cause me more pain and then they would evaluate from there. Because the whole like two or three days, I haven't really been eating anything. Okay. Uh, because I have no appetite and I vomited because it's like an infection. It might affect also because not much is really known about appendicitis. Yeah, I think mommy was like, oh, do they want to keep you in the hospital for like, you know, to do some tests or something? <laughs> Research purposes. Yeah, but actually finally after I was admitted, like I managed to sleep well. Like finally out of like the past two days and and that morning Milo and biscuits never tasted so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I saw doctors and they told me that I can eat normally, like I can eat anything I want because I just have a minor infection. And they assured me that my other organs Minor infection. Yeah, it's a minor infection. Major pain yeah. in the butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually yeah, I had diarrhea so <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I had everything. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just like, yeah, why, why did your body act up so much? I mean, I feel like certain things, right? We will just never know. Yeah. So even like before I was gonna be discharged, because the doctor on Monday when he saw me and everything seemed fine, like I was taking my medication, taking painkillers and stuff and like antibiotics. The doctor did say I can be like discharged the next day. So yeah. they also told me that they were giving medication to manage the pain uh, and that all my symptoms are normal because it's like in response to like infection and it would recover on its own. So I was like wondering... You're saying all my symptoms are normal, like, it's so painful. Vomiting, diarrhea, nausea, headache, fever, like, all these things that happen is 
normal. Like I just couldn't <laughs> understand. Like so, I was also curious, like what the cause is, because I haven't been doing anything like bad. I haven't been eating like unhealthy food all the time. I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so when I saw the doctor again, I asked her a, quite a lot of questions, and she seemed quite entertained by the amount of questions <laughs> that I was asking. Oh really? What do you ask though? I'm also curious. Like, what caused my appendagitis? Can it happen again? I thought it was a viral infection. So why was I given antibiotics? Isn't antibiotics for bacterial infection? Mm. If a, if my appendagitis is inflamed or like infected in my large intestine, how come I can still eat normally? Won't my mm. digestion mm. be affected? So you just then trying to understand that huh? it's outside. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Because she's like, like, I have like a legit professional in front of me. I need to ask as many questions as I can. <laughs> yeah. So this was like the night before I was going to get discharged. I couldn't sleep because I was like thinking about different things. Yeah. So I also like noted all these questions down, which thank God I did. So then I also <laughs> asked like, any things to look out for to prevent this? Like, how do I differentiate appendagitis and gastric? And like, will if I have constant gastric, will it affect my intestine again, you know? Like, are they mm. like connected in some way? So she explained everything really well. And she also said like, oh, if any other like brain wave, you can ask any of the doctors here. Mm. Because I nice. realised in hospitals, it's quite interesting because there's always a main like doctor and they always have like three or four like med students following them around. Aww. I mean, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, this is your first time actually being admitted to a hospital, right? Actually, my second time. The first time? The first time I was admitted was probably in Penang. Okay, like okay, long time ago la, when you were young. But this yeah, is like the actual, like five this is like old. the actual serious mm. one. Like when I am like, can actually process yeah. emotions yeah. and thoughts. Yeah. Wow. So, so how are you now? Like you sound pretty okay. I would say today, I kind of feel like, like a 90%. Really? Wow. Like better already. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel now. I even went out to like cycle with a friend. It was really nice. It was really nice. I also went out to like, have a dental appointment today to get my retainers fixed because I've been procrastinating for like how many months. But this week has been good lah. I feel like this is a rest I also needed. Yeah. And like my body just gave it to me in a very unassuming way. Yeah. And also during, I mean during the times I was like um, hospitalized, I think things that I realized or thought about was one, it's always very important to note down like how you feel, where the pain is, how to describe the pain, how to like mm-hmm, yeah. explain to the doctor like how you feel. Mm. And doctors always use like a scale of one to ten, like how bad is the pain. Okay. But isn't everyone's pain tolerance different? Yeah, but cause so it's always like diagnosed based on how you feel, huh? Ah, okay, okay. I think like okay. it also depends on how different people manage because everyone's bodies are very different and I think that is a tricky part and why we always need doctors and nurses. Yeah. Also, yeah, it is very important to give them the correct... You need to know how to word things out because even in, in the ward, I was in a four-ward room. So whenever like doctors come and talk to the other patients, I would also listen I'm just like super like sensitive to what's going on around. So I kind of know what, what everyone's problem and like <laughs> di- diagnosis is. Yeah. 
and I hear how they explain and how the doctors ask questions and how the doctors always like summarize. And I wow, like it's so interesting and so mm. soothing to hear doctors talk. Wow, wow, okay. And there are always like different words that they use. Because even in medication or hospital, like there's so much technical things that doctors can speak to doctors about and they'll just get it. But for doctors to communicate to patients, it's a different thing. Yeah. Because I just had like a brief thought in my mind, like if a patient told the doctor that my pain is a 10 but actually it's just a 2 but because they described it as a 10 like how would it affect the prescription so I think like giving wrong prescription is always the scariest part I see isn't it why isn't that why like they ask you how you feel and everything but they still have to do a scan they still have to see the actual thing they're like, oh, you actually have an yeah. infection here. Then they're like, they know how much yeah. to give you. Because they can't just rely on like how you feel. Yeah, Yeah, but because you need to describe where the pain is for them ah, to... Okay. It's always a process of elimination. Mm-mm-mm. So I think that was pretty interesting to see how doctors can give the prescription and say like what is wrong because it's always a process of elimination. Even the patient next to me um, was having like trouble walking. So they had to like think, is it like her spine? Is it her nerve? Is it her brain? Or is it a ear like imbalance? Oh, then they have to check law each one. Mm. So like, okay, if your spine is cleared, it's not the spine. You're still feeling pain, then okay, maybe it's a brain like nerve issue. So it's like all those things. So it's like, wow, like actually it's quite a lot of work. Huh? And a lot of like critical thinking as well. Yeah. I feel like you have to know, <laughs> you have to know a lot. Like, oh, it could be this, 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 this. Mm. All these things. Yeah. I mean... But I feel like you need to know generally, but then there's always specialists. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's this doctor who's like, I'm a spine doctor. Like, I don't know anything much about, like, your nerve. Yeah. Your brain. There's a neurologist. It's like, so... Like, they have to be specialised. If not, you can't just touch and go. But I think, like, what you're describing, I know it sounds to me like a, a new form of respect la, for doctors and, like, the work that they do. <laughs> Honestly, they make it like sound so easy. Do you have any more final thoughts? Well, I think that being sick is not fun, especially when you are overseas by yourself. Like, I was kind of like telling one of my close friends that, you know, I wish that like my parents were also here. Because if I was home, like if I was sick, I could just leave the dishes in the sink and they would understand. Yeah. I can just vomit on the floor and they will clean it up for me. Mm-hmm. I know you can't do the same thing in like someone else's house. Yeah, and also like if my mom cooks porridge and if my landlord cooks porridge, it's not the same porridge that I grew up eating. So it doesn't feel... The, the, the word or phrase I use is, I call this my home but it doesn't feel like home. Oh, so that's when it really hits lah. It's more amplified when I'm sick. So even when I was in the hospital, I also did miss my parents lah. Mm. Yeah, but I also didn't really want to say it because I also didn't want them to worry. Yeah, I, I know mommy and daddy will go over like any chance that they get, but our passports are all expired. <laughs> like literally, we cannot go even if we wanted to. But I mean, I'm just so, I'm, I'm just so glad that it wasn't, it wasn't anything like too serious and that you are okay now lah. Yeah, and I think it sounds like you've you've really learned a lot mm. from this experience. Yeah. 
and I'm also very grateful for people who have like helped me, like my close friends and people who were also looking out for me, like giving me company, like when I was waiting or asking like how am I doing or, or like praying for me. I feel like those things also gave me strength, made me learn that I yeah, can ask yeah. for help or there's time when I can yeah. receive as well. So yeah, even when I was in the hospital, I mean, because of the restrictions, I can only have like two visitors. And my friends actually came out also because it's a public holiday, but they also wanted yeah. to come and visit. And even like my friends scolded me for like going to A&E on Sunday myself using Grab. She said that if you actually ask like some, like a disciple, they would willingly yeah. like send you there or like, even accompany you. Because even in the hospital, like it was kind of sad when the nurse asked me, oh, like, anyone for you or accompany you? I was like, no, I'm alone. Mm. And she, Okay. (laughs) I think the thing is like you're not alone because you don't have anyone that is like you're not alone because no one cares about you. It's because you didn't ask. No one knows. So Yeah. 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 Unless a a really big lesson to learn now. Thank God it wasn't anything too serious this time. But next time I really do hope that you will will Mm. really ask for help. Not Mm. only when your life is at stake, okay? Anything also, I'm sure people are more than yeah. willing to help. Yeah, so I really did learn a lot and I've been trying to journal a bit more and also be more like conscious about like my health and to make sure that I sleep early. It's actually past Yeah, it is past bedtime. my bedtime right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking care of myself was very important. And even when I went to the dentist today, she said like, there's some decay in your teeth. Like, you should stop eating sweet stuff. What? Like, maybe just once a month. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? You want? Oh. But I mean, she's definitely being extreme. Yeah, yeah. But it just reinforced again that, like, food and, like, taking care of your own body and your own, like, well-being is important. Yeah. yeah, and I think this is a good place to just end off the episode today. Well, it's been it's this is a long one. Yeah, thanks for sharing your experience, Cal, with me, with all our with all our listeners. I really hope that yeah, you guys found this interesting or like learned a thing or two. Yo, even like write in to us or like share your <laughs> hospitalization experiences or like what do you learn or like what maybe what resonated with you in certain ways yeah. and see like yeah how can we also appreciate the healthcare workers during this time because it is really it's tough man I also yeah. appreciate our Thanks, brother but <laughs> <laughs> like he starts yeah, yeah when he starts okay he's a nurse respect yeah. eh respect is I mean like people are like oh male do nurse but actually they're very high in demand you know <laughs> so anyway thank you guys so much for listening if you like this episode please you can leave a rating and a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. Always remember that somebody loves you and you hear from us again soon. Bye! Bye.